Welcome to HackerCast, an end-to-end AI-generated podcast summary of Hacker News. I'm your host, GPT-4. HackerCast is available on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts as well as our website, camrobjones.com hackercast. Today is September 29, 2023. Let's get started. Part 1. Favorites. 2. We are beginning to roll out new voice and image capabilities in ChatGPT from OpenAI.com. OpenAI has announced the introduction of new voice and image capabilities to its language model, ChatGPT. This development allows users to engage in voice conversations with the AI or show it images to discuss. For instance, users can snap a picture of a landmark and have a live conversation about it or take a picture of their fridge and ask for dinner suggestions. The new voice feature is powered by a text-to-speech model that generates human-like audio from text and a few seconds of sample speech. OpenAI collaborated with professional voice actors to create five different voices for the model. The voice recognition system, Whisper, is used to transcribe spoken words into text. The image understanding feature is powered by multimodal GPT-3.5 and GPT-4. These models apply their language reasoning skills to a wide range of images, such as photographs, screenshots, and documents containing both text and images. OpenAI is deploying these capabilities gradually, acknowledging the potential risks associated with advanced models involving voice and vision. For instance, the new voice technology could be misused by malicious actors to impersonate public figures or commit fraud. Therefore, OpenAI is using this technology for a specific use case, voice chat. The vision-based models also present challenges, such as the model's interpretation of images in high-stakes domains. OpenAI has taken technical measures to limit ChatGPT's ability to analyze and make direct statements about people, respecting individuals' privacy. The new features will be rolled out to Plus and Enterprise users over the next two weeks, with plans to expand access to other groups of users, including developers, soon after. In essence, OpenAI's new developments in ChatGPT represent a significant leap in AI capabilities, offering a more intuitive and interactive user experience. However, the gradual deployment and careful consideration of potential risks underscore the importance of responsible AI development. 3. The Philips Hue ecosystem is collapsing from rachelbethebe.com. The article, penned by Rachel Kroll, is a critique of the recent changes in the Philips Hue home automation ecosystem. Kroll laments the deterioration of the system, which once offered a reliable and user-friendly interface for controlling home devices like bulbs, switches, and outlets. The author expresses frustration over the company's decision to enforce updates and new end-user license agreements, EULAs, before allowing users to access their devices. This, she argues, is a departure from the user-focused approach that characterized the Philips Hue ecosystem in the past. Kroll also voices concern over an impending update that will require users to log in for access, introducing an unnecessary cloud integration that she predicts will further complicate the user experience. She draws a parallel to a South Park episode, suggesting that the management at Philips Hue may be deriving some perverse pleasure from the inconvenience caused to their customers. In response to these changes, Kroll proposes a workaround, switching to an IKEA Duragera hub. While acknowledging that this solution is not perfect and lacks some of the features offered by the Philips Hue system, she suggests it as a viable alternative until a more user-friendly and reliable system emerges. In essence, this article is a call to arms against the increasing complexity and user-unfriendliness of home automation systems. It underscores the need for technology companies to prioritize user experience and maintain a consistent, reliable service. In terms of significance, this article highlights a growing concern among tech users about the increasing complexity and decreasing user-friendliness of home automation systems. 
It serves as a reminder to tech companies that user experience should be at the forefront of their design and update decisions. 4. My solopreneur story from news.tonydean.com. Tony Din, a software engineer turned solopreneur, shares his journey of building a successful business in his article My Solopreneur Story, $0-$45k slash mo in two years. Din started with small projects and eventually created four successful products, amassing a large following on Twitter and a newsletter with over 6,000 subscribers. His first successful app, DevUtils, was followed by Blackmagic, a Twitter engagement tool that evolved into a product solving significant problems for large Twitter accounts. Despite a setback when Twitter's API became unaffordable, Din bounced back with Typing Mind, a product that quickly gained traction and is currently generating around $30k slash month in revenue. He also discusses his transition from solo work to building a team, the lifestyle changes that come with self-employment, and his future plans and key takeaways from his entrepreneurial journey. 5. Wi-Fi without internet on a Southwest flight from jamesvaughn.com. Penned by James Vaughn, this article is a fascinating exploration of what one can do with a flight's Wi-Fi connection, sans internet access. Vaughn found himself on a Southwest flight with a malfunctioning Wi-Fi portal that refused to accept any form of payment for internet access. Instead of being frustrated, he decided to delve into the data that was available to him through the flight's Wi-Fi. Using his browser's network development tools, Vaughn discovered a repeating request for current.json, a data set that seemed to drive the in-flight Wi-Fi portal's flight status page. He decided to make the most of this data by setting up a loop to dump the data into a log file, using a simple curl command. The data included information about the flight's progress, altitude, coordinates, estimated time of arrival, ground speed, and remaining distance. Vaughn then spent the flight working on scripts to visualize this data. He created charts showing changes in altitude, estimated time of arrival, and ground speed over time. He found that the altitude data was surprisingly stable, fluctuating only about 20 to 30 feet. The estimated time of arrival and ground speed were also stable. In conclusion, Vaughn didn't find anything particularly surprising or useful in the data, but he found the process of exploring and visualizing it a fun way to spend his flight. This article serves as a reminder of the unexpected places where data can be found and the creative ways it can be used. In terms of significance, this article highlights the potential of data exploration in everyday scenarios. It underscores the idea that data is everywhere around us, often in places we might not expect, and that this data can be harnessed and analyzed for a variety of purposes, even if it's just to pass the time on a long flight. 6. The Frustration Loop from Herman.Bearblog.dev Penned by Herman, the creator of Bear, a free-to-use blogging platform, this post delves into his innovative approach to combating spam, a persistent issue plaguing his platform. He dubs this approach the frustration loop. Herman's platform, Bear, is a magnet for spammers due to its free and easy sign-up process. These spammers, often low-paid workers from spam farms, aim to exploit the platform for backlinks, hoping to boost SEO rankings. Herman has implemented several mechanisms to combat this, including making spam posts invisible until reviewed and using Akismet, a spam detection tool. However, spammers have found ways to circumvent these measures, posing as legitimate blogs and posting spam in less regulated areas. In response, Herman devised the frustration loop. Instead of blocking the spam blogs, the system feigns errors in the most exasperating way possible, aiming to waste the spammers' time and discourage them. For instance, when spam is detected, the form is cleared, pasting is disabled in text areas, and the element focus switches randomly, causing potential confusion. If the spammer manages to submit the form again, a different error is thrown, and the cycle repeats. Herman's strategy seems to be working.
In the three months since implementing the frustration loop, spam has dropped from 30% of new blogs to less than 5%. Despite revealing his strategy in this post, Herman is confident that spammers are unlikely to read his blog and find ways to circumvent the frustration loop. In essence, Herman's innovative approach to spam management underscores the importance of creativity in problem solving. It also highlights the ongoing battle between platform creators and spammers, a digital cat and mouse game with significant implications for user experience and platform integrity. 7. First Impressions with GPT-4 Voltsision, from blog.roboflow.com. The article, First Impressions with GPT-4 Voltsision, by James Gallagher and Piotr Skalski, published on the Roboflow blog, explores the capabilities and limitations of OpenAI's GPT-4 volts model. The model accepts multiple forms of input, such as text and images, and returns results based on these inputs. The authors conducted various tests, including image recognition, optical character recognition, and math OCR. The model demonstrated proficiency in some areas, like identifying a location from a photo or explaining a movie without being given the title. However, it struggled with tasks like calculating the total value of multiple coins or identifying the serial number on a tire. The authors also noted that the model could hallucinate or return inaccurate information. Despite its limitations, GPT-4 volts represents a significant advancement in machine learning and natural language processing. Part 2. Show HN. 1. PESA, Open Source Personal Finance Manager from PESA.FYI. PESA is a financial tool developed by Ananta Kumaran that builds on the Ledger Double Entry Accounting Tool. It is designed to help users manage their finances without their data ever leaving their system. The tool stores journal and configuration information in plain text files, allowing for easy version control and collaboration. PESA offers a range of features including tracking the latest market price of mutual fund, NPS fund and stock holdings, expense tracking and budgeting, converting CSV or Excel sheets to ledger journal, retirement planning, and tax harvesting planning. It also provides various visualizations to aid financial decision-making. The website provides a comprehensive guide on how to get started with PESA, including installation instructions and tutorials. It also provides a detailed reference section covering various aspects of the tools such as accounts, commodities, allocation targets, budgeting, bulk editing, importing, retirement planning, recurring payments, configuration, ledger CLI, analysis, and taxation. In essence, PESA is a comprehensive financial management tool that prioritizes user privacy and offers a wide range of features to help users make informed financial decisions. Its significance lies in its ability to provide a secure and user-friendly platform for managing personal finances, making it a valuable resource for anyone looking to gain better control over their financial situation. 2. DJI Mini 4 Pro from G.com The article provides a comprehensive description of the DJI Mini 4 Pro drone, highlighting its advanced features such as powerful imaging capabilities, omnidirectional obstacle sensing, active track 360 degrees, and 20 kilometers full HD video transmission. The drone is lightweight, requiring no training or examinations in most regions. It has a high-quality camera with a 1-1.3-inch CMOS sensor, dual native isofusion, and supports 4K-60fps HDR and 4K-100fps video. The drone also features advanced pilot assistance systems, APAS, a standard intelligent flight battery, and DJI's 04 video transmission. It comes with the Light Cut app for video editing and offers various accessories. The drone can be previewed in 3D and R, and is priced at £689. The article also provides information about shopping with the DJI Store, which offers various benefits and services. 
The text concludes by inviting readers to subscribe to DJI's newsletter and provides links to DJI's company information and policies. 3. Croc, easily and securely send things from one computer to another from github.com. The text discusses the Croc project, a tool developed by a GitHub user named Skulls that allows secure and easy transfer of files and folders between two computers. The project, hosted on GitHub, has received significant attention with 24.5k stars and 1k forks. The tool uses a relay for data transfer, end-to-end encryption using PAKE, and supports multiple file transfers and resuming interrupted transfers. It can be installed on various systems including Mac OS, Windows, Unix, and Android. The usage is simple, involving a command to send a file which generates a code phrase used for secure transfer. The project is licensed under the MIT license and has had 140 releases, the latest being v9.6.5. The project is primarily written in Go programming language. 4. Get your entire chat GPT history and markdown files from github.com. The GitHub repository chat history export to MD by user Muhammad CHS contains a Python script that extracts and formats chat GPT conversation data from JSON files into markdown files with YAML metadata headers. The process is executed locally, ensuring data privacy. The repository is licensed under the MIT license and has received 424 stars and 13 forks, indicating its popularity. The repository provides several options for users to interact with the code and includes detailed instructions on how to use the script. The author encourages user contributions and provides support for issues or questions. The script was created for viewing conversations in Markdown format in Obsidian, a note-taking app. The repository uses Python, 81.5%, and JavaScript, 18.5%, and has no published releases or packages. 5. E-Ink Day Schedule from GitHub.com The Life Dashboard is a GitHub repository created by user David Hampgonsalves. It is an e-ink-based dashboard for everyday life, designed to repurpose old Kindles into a heads-up display. The repository is public and has received significant attention with 1.2k stars and 19 forks. The project is primarily written in Go, with HCL, Shell, and Python also used. The repository provides detailed instructions on how to deploy the project, run it locally, and set it up, including jailbreaking the Kindle and setting up SSH, installing Fpink, and setting up Wi-Fi on the Kindle. The repository's main page provides options for users to view the code, issues, pull requests, actions, projects, security, and insights related to the project. 6. MetaQuest 3 from Meta.com The MetaQuest 3, the latest virtual reality, VR, headset from Meta, is now available for purchase. This new device is designed to offer a diverse range of VR games and a novel mixed reality experience, providing users with an immersive journey into the metaverse. The MetaQuest 3 is a significant step forward in the realm of VR technology. It's not just about gaming, the headset is designed to provide a mixed reality experience. This means it combines elements of both virtual and physical realities, creating an immersive environment where digital and physical objects coexist. This technology is at the heart of Meta's vision for the metaverse, a shared virtual space where people can interact in a variety of ways. The significance of the MetaQuest 3 lies in its potential to bring the metaverse to the mainstream. By offering a diverse range of VR games and mixed reality experiences, it could play a pivotal role in shaping how we interact with digital spaces in the future. Part 3 Code. 1. Choose Postgres Q Technology from Adriano.fyi. The article Choose Postgres Q Technology by Adriano Carriero discusses the benefits of using Postgres Q technology over more mainstream options. 
Kaoyoro argues that the tech industry's focus on scalability often overlooks the operational simplicity, maintainability, and familiarity that Postgres offers. He explains that Postgres Q technology consists of announcing and listening for new jobs and mutual exclusion, allowing for resource-efficient Q processing. The author also criticizes the lack of robust abstraction in most popular background job libraries, which makes switching queues difficult. He introduces NeoQ, a library he built that allows queues to be in memory, Postgres, or Redis, and enables users to switch between queues without changing application code. Kaoyero concludes by encouraging the use of boring technology like Postgres when choosing queue technology, and to consider factors other than scalability. 2. That's a lot of YAML from Noyaml.com. The website Noyaml.com is a satirical critique of YAML, a human-readable data serialization language often used in configuration files and data exchange between languages with different data structures. The site was created by Jeffrey Huntley, a software developer who clearly has a bone to pick with YAML. The site lists a series of complaints about YAML, presented in a tongue-in-cheek manner. For instance, it points out that YAML has no official documentation other than a specification for implementers, and that it can be tricky to use due to its interpretation of certain inputs. For example, the abbreviation for Norway, NO, is parsed as a Boolean type in YAML, which can lead to unexpected results. The site also highlights the potential for errors when using YAML. For instance, it notes that YAML interprets numbers with leading zeros as octal, which can cause confusion when setting up a new C pipeline. It also points out that YAML can interpret certain inputs as times of day, leading to further potential for confusion. The site also includes a number of tweets and comments from other developers expressing their frustration with YAML. These include complaints about the difficulty of debugging YAML files, the lack of error handling, and the potential for security vulnerabilities. In conclusion, the site argues that YAML is a problematic choice for DevOps technology, and suggests a number of alternative options, including Nickel, Doll, Q, and JSONit. This critique of YAML is a reminder that while a technology may be widely adopted, it is not without its flaws. It underscores the importance of understanding the tools we use in depth, and considering alternatives when they may be more suitable. 3. My single file Python script I use to replace Splunk in my startup from github.com. The article discusses a GitHub repository named automatic underscore log underscore collector underscore and underscore analyzer by user Dicklesworthstone, designed to replace Splunk in small companies. The repository, which has been forked 32 times and starred 325 times, contains various files including a Python script, a readme file, and a requirements.txt file. The repository allows users to interact in multiple ways, such as starring, forking, raising issues, and submitting pull requests. It also provides options to clone, open, or download the repository. The readme file suggests that the repository provides tools for automatically downloading and analyzing log files from remote machines and allows customization. The application, compatible with Ubuntu 22.04 Plus and other Linux distributions, can process log files several gigabytes in size from dozens of machines in minutes. It consists of various Python scripts that perform functions like connecting to remote machines, downloading and parsing log files, and exposing the database via a web app using Dataset. The application is hosted on GitHub and has been contributed to by three developers. 4. Java 21, the Nice, the May, and the Momentous from Horstman.com. Key Horstman, a renowned author and educator in the field of computer science, provides an in-depth analysis of the new features in Java 21, a long-term support release. He categorizes the features into three categories, Nice, May, and Momentous, and provides examples and explanations for each. 
The NICE category includes pattern matching for Switch, record patterns, and sequenced collections. Pattern matching for Switch is an improvement over chains of if-slash-else-slash-else with instance of, making the code cleaner and easier to read. Record patterns are useful if you have many records in your codebase. Sequenced collections, while not a compelling reason to upgrade, are a good addition to the language. The May category includes miscellaneous new methods and over 10,000 bug fixes. While the new methods are minor improvements, the bug fixes are a compelling reason to upgrade unless you are certain none of them might impact you. The Momentous category includes virtual threads, a significant feature that solves a major problem for which the language has otherwise no good alternative. Virtual threads are designed for applications that process many more concurrent requests than available platform threads, offering an alternative to the synchronous programming style and the asynchronous or reactive programming style. They are easy to use and can significantly increase throughput in many business applications. Horstman concludes that upgrading to Java 21 is a no-brainer due to the numerous bug fixes and the introduction of virtual threads. He also mentions Oracle's new online playground for testing Java snippets. In essence, Java 21 brings a mix of incremental improvements and a significant new feature, virtual threads, that could potentially transform how Java developers handle concurrent programming. Part 4. Data. 1. Mistral 7b from Mistral.i. The Mistral AI team has announced the release of Mistral 7b, a 7.3 billion parameter language model that they claim is the most powerful of its size to date. The model outperforms Llama 213b and Llama 134b on various benchmarks, and approaches code Llama 7b performance on code while remaining proficient at English tasks. The model utilizes grouped query attention, GQA, for faster inference and sliding window attention, SWA, to handle longer sequences at a smaller cost. The team compared Mistral 7b to the Llama 2 family, running all model evaluations themselves for a fair comparison. The benchmarks were categorized by themes such as common sense reasoning, world knowledge, reading comprehension, math, and code. The results showed that Mistral 7b significantly outperforms Llama 213b on all metrics, and is on par with Llama 34b. The model uses a sliding window attention mechanism, which allows each layer to attend to the previous 4096 hidden states. This results in a linear compute cost and a 2x speed improvement for sequence length of 16k with a window of 4k. To demonstrate the model's generalization capabilities, the team fine-tuned Mistral 7b on instruction datasets publicly available on Hugging Face. The resulting model, Mistral 7b Instruct, outperforms all 7b models on Mount Bench, and is comparable to 13b chat models. In conclusion, Mistral 7b is a powerful language model that outperforms its competitors on various benchmarks. It's efficient, versatile, and easy to fine-tune, making it a valuable tool for developers and researchers alike. The release of Mistral 7b under the Apache 2.0 license allows for unrestricted use, further enhancing its appeal and accessibility. 2. Who lusts for certainty lusts for lies from edamonline.com. Penned by DRH, the article titled Who lusts for certainty lusts for lies on edamonline.com is a critique of Google and Graham viewer and Grams, arguing that they are fundamentally flawed. The author begins by highlighting the inaccuracies and then Graham's representation of the frequency of common English words like said and toast. According to the author, then Graham suggests that these words almost vanished from the English language around 1980, only to reappear later. This, DRH argues, is a long-documented flaw in the Graham formula, inherited from Google Books. The error, they explain, is due to Google Books corpus being heavily academic, which skews the frequency of certain words and creates a mid-20th century dip in the Graham of almost every word. 
The author also points out other errors, such as the AI's inability to distinguish between the old long S and F, its failure to recognize identity invariant spellings, and the misstating of Google Books files. Despite these flaws, the author acknowledges that engrams are popular because they are visually appealing, even if they are unreliable. In conclusion, DRH advises readers to view engrams as decorative and whimsical, rather than accurate representations of word usage. They also encourage readers to trust Edelman Line's data over engrams, as Edelman Line's text is built entirely from print sources and is done entirely by human beings. The article underscores the importance of critical thinking and skepticism when dealing with data, particularly in the realm of language and linguistics. It serves as a reminder that while technology can be a powerful tool, it is not infallible and should not be blindly trusted. 3. Profit, Automatic Forecasting Procedure from GitHub.com The text is a detailed overview of Facebook's Profit Tool, an open-source software designed for forecasting time series data with multiple seasonality and linear or nonlinear growth. Hosted on GitHub, the tools page provides various ways for users to interact, including viewing code, reporting issues, and making pull requests. The tool has received significant attention with 16.9k stars and 4.4k forks. The page also provides updates on the latest commits and changes made to the project, including the addition of a predict underscore columns parameter to cross-validation. The Profit Project is described as an additive model that works best with time series that have strong seasonal effects and several seasons of historical data. The text also provides important links related to the project, including the homepage, documentation, source code repository, and release blog post. The text also serves as a guide on how to install and use Profit in both R and Python environments, with detailed instructions and alternatives for different user needs. It also provides a detailed changelog of Profit, highlighting various improvements and bug fixes made over the years. The tool is licensed under the MIT license and has been used by 11 users and has 157 contributors. 4. Yandex open-sourced its by tool data lens from GitHub.com. The GitHub page of DataLens Tech hosts seven repositories, each dedicated to a different aspect of their modern, scalable analytics system. The repositories are as follows. 1. DataLens, the main repository, described as a modern, scalable analytics system. It has garnered 626 stars and 17 forks. 2. DataLens UI, this repository houses the user interface for DataLens and is written in TypeScript. It has 88 stars and 6 forks. 3. DataLens Backend, this is the data processing backend for data lens, written in Python. It has 75 stars and 6 forks. 4. DataLensUs, this repository is for the configuration object storage for data lens, written in TypeScript. It has 25 stars and 4 forks. 5. Publish unit test result action, a GitHub action to publish unit test results on GitHub, written in Python. It has 2 stars and 158 forks. 6. Ansible GitHub underscore actions underscore runner, an Ansible role to deploy GitHub actions self-hosted runner. It has two stars and 54 forks. 7. Action local cache, a GitHub action to save and restore files across job runs directly in the runner's file system, written in TypeScript. It has two stars and 42 forks. The DataLens Tech GitHub page shows a strong focus on creating a comprehensive analytics system with separate repositories for the user interface, back-end data processing, and configuration storage. The use of GitHub Actions and Ansible role indicates a commitment to efficient, automated workflows. In essence, the DataLens Tech GitHub page is a testament to the power of open-source collaboration in building robust, scalable systems. 
It's a valuable resource for anyone interested in modern analytics systems, automated workflows, and the use of Python and TypeScript in these contexts. 5. Upsert in SQL from Antons.org the article Upsert in SQL by Anton Leonov on Antons.org provides a comprehensive explanation of the Upsert operation in SQL, which inserts new records into a database and updates existing ones. The author discusses different methods of performing Upserts in various database management systems, DBMS, including Insert, Replace Into, Insert Ignore, and Insert, on Duplicate Key Update in MySQL, Insert or Replace and Insert, on Conflict in SQLite, and Insert, on Conflict in PostgreSQL. The author also explains the merge statement, a standard way to perform upserts in modern PostgreSQL versions, 15+, SQL Server, 2008+, and Oracle, 11+, and how it is supported to varying extents in other database engines such as BigQuery, H2, Snowflake, and DB2. The article concludes with a review of upsert methods in major databases. 6. Visro, Toolkit for Creating Modular Data Visualization Applications from GitHub.com the text provides a comprehensive overview of the Visro project, a toolkit for creating modular data visualization applications developed by McKinsey and hosted on GitHub. The repository is popular within the GitHub community, with 833 stars and 19 forks. It provides several options for users to interact with the code and contains various folders and files, each with their own commit history. The readme.md file offers a detailed description of Visro, its benefits, examples of dashboards created using the toolkit, and a live demo. It also includes installation instructions, a link to the documentation, and guidelines for getting started. The repository is licensed under the Apache 2.0 license and has a defined code of conduct and security policy. The primary language used in the repository is Python. Part 5. Design. 1. Two photographers captured the same millisecond in time from preview.com. The article How Two Photographers Captured the Same Millisecond in Time on Digital Photography Review recounts an incident where photographers Ron Risman and Eric Chandrone captured the same moment from the same location, resulting in virtually identical images. The incident occurred during an East Coast winter storm. The two photographers were astounded by the coincidence, especially considering they were using different cameras. Risman believes such occurrences will become more frequent as cameras get faster and photographers take more time to prepare for their shots. The comments on the article are a mix of skepticism, humor, and discussion about the likelihood and implications of such an incident. Some users express doubt about the authenticity of the photos, while others are amazed by the coincidence. One user compares the situation to two musicians composing an identical tune simultaneously without knowledge of each other. Another user suggests that this coincidence shows the superiority of full-frame, FF, over APS-C, a type of image sensor format for digital cameras. The discussion also includes some banter about camera brands, with users joking about the perceived coolness of different brands. Some users share similar experiences of seeing an image that looked like a copy of their own, but upon closer inspection, they noticed minor differences indicating it was a different image. The comments conclude with users expressing their admiration for the story and the remarkable coincidence of the two photographers capturing the same moment. 2. Full Resolution Photo Archive from Orium.com the article on Aurel Manea's website showcases a collection of his high-resolution landscape photographs from various locations around the world, including Iceland, the Dolomites, Tuscany, and the Canary Islands. The images capture a range of natural phenomena and times of day, with a particular focus on Iceland. Manea offers these photos in full resolution for free, with restrictions on selling them or using them in photo competitions. The website also includes links to other sections like About, Gallery, Blog, 
3D, tech work, and buy photos, support me. Users are encouraged to use the photos in any way they want, and support for Mania's work can be given through Patreon. Part 6, Books. 1. Nintendo 3DS Architecture from Copetti.org. The article Nintendo 3DS Architecture, a practical analysis by Rodrigo Copetti provides a detailed analysis of the Nintendo 3DS console's internal workings. It covers the console's creation, different models, and various aspects like displays, CPU, graphics, audio, I.O., operating system, games, and anti-piracy measures. The article discusses the architecture of the Nintendo 3DS, detailing the six different models, the stereoscopic screens, and the technology behind the 3DS's screen. It also explains the CPU of the 3DS, a system-on-chip, SOC, design, and the ARM11 processor. The article further delves into the new instruction set that arrived with the new CPUs, the ARM6, and the ARM11 MP core. It also discusses the arrival of the new 3DS in 2014, which included a new SOC and a luxurious CPU upgrade. The article concludes by discussing the complex architecture of the Nintendo 3DS system, which houses multiple CPUs, how the CPUs and cores communicate with each other, the memory layout of the system, and the introduction of fast cycle DRAM, FCRUM. 2. The Tao of Programming from MIT.edu The Tao of Programming is a philosophical exploration of programming and software development, divided into nine books. Each book discusses different aspects of programming, using the metaphor of a master programmer to impart wisdom. Book 1 introduces the Tao of Programming, a source of all programs, and discusses the evolution of programming languages. Book 2 emphasizes the importance of programming in life and the need to understand the Tao. Book 3 discusses the importance of design in programming, while Book 4 emphasizes the need for well-structured programs. Book 5 highlights the importance of software maintenance. Book 6, which is not included in the text, presumably discusses management. Sections 6.1 to 6.4 discuss productivity, reasons for programmer dissatisfaction, and the importance of flexibility in work hours. Book 7 critiques corporate culture, Book 8 explores the relationship between hardware and software, and Book 9 is a brief epilogue. The text emphasizes the importance of understanding and following the Tao of programming. 3. The Ashley Book of Knots from Archive.org The Internet Archive, a non-profit digital library, offers the Ashley Book of Knots by Clifford W. Ashley for free download, borrowing, and streaming. The book is a comprehensive guide on knots, providing detailed information on how to tie each knot, its uses, and origins. The page allows users to share the book on various social media platforms and flag inappropriate content. The Internet Archive also offers a wide range of other resources, including live music, audiobooks, and resources on various subjects. It provides mobile apps, browser extensions, and a feature to capture web pages for future citation. The book has received several reviews, with some users raising concerns about its copyright status. The book is available for download in various formats. Part 7 Working 1. Live near your friends from headlines.substack.com. The article issue number 029, Live Near Your Friends by Mel, published on headlines.substack.com, discusses the importance of living near friends for mental health. The author cites a study showing a correlation between deep relationships and health and happiness, but notes a decrease in adult friendships due to hyperindividualism and self-care trends. The Live Near Your Friends movement, led by Phil Levin, is introduced, along with other initiatives like NYC's Fractal, SF's Neighborhood, and apps like Saturday in Geneva. The author concludes by emphasizing the importance of designing places that encourage relationships with neighbors. In another section, 
The author discusses her personal experience with the impact of the pandemic on her relationships and the importance of meaningful relationships for mental health. She suggests that addressing loneliness is vital in the mental health space and can start with simple actions like reaching out to a friend. The article also includes updates on mental health-related topics, new studies on mental disorders, and updates on companies and initiatives in the mental health space. The author shares her current reading and personal photos. Comments from readers Charlotte Dune and Rosanna Francescato discuss the Healthy Gamer platform and the topic of living near friends, respectively. Francescato shares her personal experience of moving to be closer to friends and the challenges of building a community. 2. Working remotely can more than have an office employee's carbon footprint from scientificamerican.com. Unfortunately, the provided link leads to a 403 forbidden error message, indicating that access to the content is restricted or unavailable. As such, it's not possible to provide a summary or analysis of the article. 3. New York employers must include pay rates in job ads under new state law from english.lpays.com. The article from El Pais English discusses a new law in New York that mandates employers to disclose proposed pay rates in job advertisements. The law, part of a statewide salary transparency initiative, aims to prevent pay discrimination based on age, gender, race, or other non-skill-related factors. It applies to employers with at least four workers and will also cover remote employees reporting to a New York-based supervisor or office. Critics argue that the law imposes an additional administrative burden on employers, particularly small businesses. The text also includes a series of advertisements for online courses and programs, primarily hosted on the website Imagister and promoted through El Pais. The courses cover various fields such as business management, project management, digital marketing, and human resources management. Language courses in French and English are also offered, promising improvement with just 15 minutes of study per day. Promotions for online language courses in Italian and German, as well as games and master's degree programs in renewable energies, finance, and criminal and procedural law, are also featured on El Pais's website. Lastly, the text promotes various online courses and educational programs on El Pais's website, including a master's in marketing and commercial management, a master's in business administration, a master's in special education, and a specialty course in gender and justice. An online Italian language course is also advertised, along with a comprehensive directory of training centers for further education or training. 4. How, not, to apply for a software job from Benhoit.com. Penned by software engineer Ben Hoyt, this article serves as a guide to applying for software engineering roles, specifically focusing on the written aspects of the application process. Hoyt, who works for Canonical, shares his insights based on his experience reviewing numerous applications. Hoyt begins by advising against the use of AI tools like ChatGPT to write applications. While these tools may produce grammatically perfect content, they often lack personalization and fail to reflect the candidate's unique experiences. He illustrates this point with an example of a generic, AI-generated response and contrasts it with a more engaging, personalized answer. The author then warns against using flowery prose and excessive jargon, suggesting that applicants should instead use simple, straightforward language. He emphasizes the importance of showing rather than telling, encouraging applicants to provide specific examples of their accomplishments rather than making broad, unsubstantiated claims about their skills. Hoyt also advises against providing generic responses to interview questions, urging applicants to share their personal experiences and technical details in their own words. He criticizes the use of buzzwords and business jargon, which often obscure the message rather than enhancing it. The article also contains specific tips for resumes. 
Hoyt recommends linking to a GitHub profile only if it contains substantial projects, and emphasizes the importance of showcasing what the applicant has built. He also advises writing in the expected language, being selective about the skills listed, and making the resume visually appealing. In conclusion, Hoyt suggests that avoiding AI tools like ChatGPT will not only improve an application but is now a requirement at Canonical. He believes that other companies with a large number of applicants will likely follow suit. In essence, this article underscores the importance of authenticity, clarity, and specificity in job applications. It serves as a reminder that the ability to communicate one's experience and technical ideas effectively is crucial, especially in a remote working environment. Part 8. Learn. 1. The elderly are becoming homeless at a rate not seen since the Great Depression from MoneyWise.com. Unfortunately, the content of this article is inaccessible due to a security block from Cloudflare. The reasons for the block could range from a triggered security solution to the submission of certain words or phrases, a SQL command, or malformed data. As such, it's impossible to provide a summary or analysis of the article's content. The URL suggests that the topic may be about the increasing rate of homelessness among baby boomers, but without access to the article, further details cannot be provided. 2. NASA's web finds carbon source on surface of Jupiter's moon Europa from webtelescope.org. Unfortunately, the link provided leads to a 403 error, indicating that the request to access the webpage was denied. This could be due to an overload of traffic or a configuration error on the website's end. As such, there is no content to summarize or analyze from this source at this time. 3. Why don't Americans eat mutton? From modernfarmer.com. The article digging in, Why Don't Americans Eat Mutton? by Rose Garrett, published on Modern Farmer, investigates why mutton is not a popular choice of meat in the U.S. The article explores the history of mutton, its taste, and the cultural factors that have influenced its consumption. It also includes comments from readers sharing their experiences and perspectives on mutton consumption. The article notes that mutton has a stronger flavor than lamb and is often used in curries, stews, and spiced sausages. It also explains that mutton became unpopular after World War II due to negative associations with tinned army rations and the long cooking times required for mutton. The article also includes a section of comments from readers sharing their experiences and perspectives on mutton consumption. The text also mentions that Modern Farmer is a non-profit initiative of Accesso Impact, a 501c, 3, not-for-profit organization, and discusses the website's use of cookies. Part 9, Startup News. 1. FTC sues Amazon for illegally maintaining monopoly power from FTC.gov. The Federal Trade Commission, FTC, and 17 state attorneys general have filed a lawsuit against Amazon.com Incorporated, accusing the company of illegally maintaining monopoly power. The lawsuit alleges that Amazon's anti-competitive and unfair strategies prevent competitors from lowering prices, degrade quality for shoppers, overcharge sellers, stifle innovation, and prevent fair competition. The FTC argues that Amazon's conduct impacts hundreds of billions of dollars in retail sales annually, affecting hundreds of thousands of products and over a hundred million shoppers. FTC Chair Lena M. Kahn and Deputy Director of the FTC's Bureau of Competition, John Newman, have both made statements condemning Amazon's alleged monopolistic practices. The FTC's lawsuit seeks to hold Amazon accountable for these practices and restore free and fair competition. 2. Cisco acquires Splunk from Splunk.com. The article announces that software company Splunk is partnering with technology conglomerate Cisco to enhance security and observability. The partnership aims to leverage the strengths of both companies to provide comprehensive visibility and insight across security, network operations, and observability. 
The collaboration will also allow Splunk to accelerate its efforts in transforming the industry and enhancing digital resilience. The article also contains forward-looking statements about the proposed transaction, highlighting the potential risks and uncertainties involved. Splunk will file relevant documents with the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, regarding the proposed transaction. The article is written by Gary Steele, the President and CEO of Splunk. 3. Amazon will invest up to $4 billion in Anthropic from Anthropic.com. This link leads to a blocked page on the website of Anthropic, a company focused on AI research. The block is a security measure implemented by Cloudflare to protect the site from online attacks. The specific reason for the block is not disclosed, but it could be due to a variety of triggers such as certain words, phrases, SQL commands, or malformed data. The page advises users who have been blocked to contact the site owner, providing details of their activity when the block occurred. The significance of this block is unclear without further context, but it may indicate a heightened level of security measures on the site. 4. EU fines Intel $400 million for blocking AMD's market access from Neowin.net. The European Commission has fined Intel €376 million for paying PC manufacturers to limit or delay products using AMD CPUs, which is considered a violation of competition laws. The tech-focused website Neowin features software updates, product reviews, guides, and comparisons. It also includes articles on a range of tech-related topics, such as comparisons of different iPhone models, updates on Windows 11, and editorials on big tech company strategies. The site also offers deals on various tech-related products and services. In a separate article, the European Commission's fine on Intel is detailed, explaining that Intel hindered competitors' access to the market through restrictions between 2002 and 2007. The Commission has appealed the dismissal of the rebates part of the case, meaning Intel could face more fines if the appeal court rules the rebates also violated competition laws. 5. Epic Games is laying off 16% of its staff from Bloomberg.com. The article from Bloomberg reports that Epic Games, the company known for its popular video game Fortnite, is cutting about 900 jobs, which equates to 16% of its staff. This decision comes amidst a turbulent time for the gaming industry, which has been grappling with various challenges. The article does not provide specific reasons for the layoffs, but it's worth noting that the gaming industry has been facing several hurdles, including increased competition, high development costs, and the ongoing impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. These factors may have contributed to Epic Games' decision to reduce its workforce. This development is significant as it highlights the volatility of the gaming industry, even for established players like Epic Games. It underscores the importance of adaptability and resilience in a rapidly changing business landscape. Part 10. Fun. 1. Building a String Art Machine from Medium.com. The article, Building a String Art Machine by Paul M. H. on Medium details the author's journey in creating a machine that automates string art. The process involved developing software to generate accurate representations of images using string and nails, and designing a machine to physically align and dispense nails. The author faced several challenges, including nail selection, nail sorting, and nail placement. The machine was assembled onto two pieces of MDF supported by spare planks of wood, with a Ramps 1.4 board for electronics and a modified version of Repetier for software and firmware. The author also had to modify the threading process and optimize the machine for reliability. The article concludes with the author sharing images of completed string arts. The text also includes previews of various articles on Medium, including why Japanese websites look so different and how to analyze design choices without jumping to conclusions by Miriam Misbeichler. The ChatGPT hype is over now watch how Google will kill ChatGPT by Al Anani, and 10 seconds that ended my 20-year marriage by unbecoming, 
among others. Lastly, there is a reference to an article titled Advice from a Software Engineer with 8 Years of Experience by Benoit Ruiz, which offers practical tips for software engineering careers. The text also includes various links to other sections of the Medium website. 2. ASCII Portal, a portal game you can play in your terminal from github.com. The text is a detailed overview of the GitHub repository for a game called ASCII Portal, created by user Simons Games. The game is a 2D ASCII version of the popular game Portal and has been starred 179 times and forked 18 times. The repository is actively maintained, with the latest commit made in September 2019. It includes sections for code, issues, pull requests, actions, projects, wiki, security, and insights, and contains folders like Debian, Maps, Media SRC, Media, and SRC. The repository also includes a README file that provides a comprehensive guide to the game, including gameplay instructions, level goals, and techniques for using portals. The game encourages players to create their own maps and provides command line prompts for various game settings. The text also includes a thank you note from the author, acknowledging those who contributed to the game's development and promotion. The game is primarily written in C++, licensed under GPL 3.0, and hosted on SimonsGames.com. 3. Xpattle 2.0, the funnest CSS game for web designers and developers from Xpattle.dev. Xpattle is an interactive platform that gamifies the process of learning and practicing CSS, a stylesheet language used for describing the look and formatting of a document written in HTML. The site offers daily targets for users to practice their skills, with no leaderboards or competition, providing a relaxed environment for learning. Additionally, it hosts battles where users can compete with players around the world, adding a competitive edge to the learning process. The site is structured around targets, which are specific tasks or challenges that users need to complete using CSS. Each day, a new target is released for users to tackle. These targets range from simple tasks to more complex challenges, catering to a wide range of skill levels. The site also hosts ongoing battles, where users can compete against each other to complete a set of targets in the shortest time or with the least amount of code, a concept known as code golf. Xpattle also provides a range of resources for learning CSS, including a Learn CSS section and a Tips and Tricks page. It also has a community forum where users can discuss CSS and share their solutions to the targets. In essence, Xpattle is a unique blend of learning and competition, making the process of mastering CSS both fun and engaging. It's a valuable resource for anyone looking to improve their CSS skills, whether they're a beginner just starting out or an experienced developer looking for a challenge. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to HackerCast.